Welcome to Brownlow Bar, where we discuss Brownlow, footy, beers and bets. Welcome back, listeners. 2024 is upon us, Tybo. Neville, New Year, same bar. How are we? I'm pretty good. Um, same dance moves too from Nev. That was atrocious <laughs> on the way in. Head banging. <laughs> it's a great little, song. Little shuffle Got to get too. around it. Got to get around it. Not videoing our uh, first couple of early pods, lads. Uh, the first, oh, maybe four or so. Got a couple of pimples, buds. But uh, yeah, mate. Yeah, not looking <laughs> my best. Losing more hair. Um, but we are back, and it's good to be back, fellas. Um, yeah. How was how was your off season? First of all, before we get into a bit of a recap of last year. Mine was bloody awesome. Didn't think a thing about footy. Yep. Yep. Hate umpires still. Yep. Drank piss, no doubt, Nev. Uh, till Christmas. Been off the piss this year. Have you? Yes. 2024. No yes. booze. Uh, I think I've had my fourth can tonight. Oh, well, you'll have about so, 10 more after that one. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's been good to refresh. Just totally remove myself from footy because you get a bit burnt out towards the end of the season. Absolutely. Tybo, how was your off-season, mate? Yeah, no, it was great, but... I'm just keen as hell for some footy to get back. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. too long. It it's drags on and, you know, you got to watch cricket every day. Just so when you start to lose patience things. with not having it, mm. it starts to get advertised on TV yep. and uh, the wheels start turning, don't they? And the yep. fever starts kicking in. Can't wait. So, All right, fellas, tonight, first of all, on our uh, first pod back, we are going to discuss a bit of a recap of last year's live night. Um and then we're going to get into Beast of the Bar, which uh, for those new listeners on board this year, that's where we go through all the stuff that we competed against each other with throughout last year's tips as to see who was the best here at the bar in the 2023 season. And then towards the back end of the pod, keeping it pretty short tonight, we're going to get stuck into our first group of players that we want to analyse and dissect as to their chances a for this year's Brownlow. Uh, and then our remaining pods following that are going to be focused on different groups of players, boys moving forward, and analysing their pros and cons um, for their chances in this season's uh, Brownlow medal, uh, working towards our top 10 ourselves. So, okay, lads, Lockie Neal. Dare I say his name? I know it's still a little bit painful. The only reason you can say it's because he's a Brisbane Lion, mate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's, it's the only thing. It's that the makes only reason it you better. don't want to take it away from him, isn't it, Nev? For us here, but he, um, he didn't deserve it. But well, <laughs> bang, <laughs> drop the hammer. You you. Boys, you're lucky you got me back here this year after <laughs> yeah. last year's debacle. Yeah, I tell you what, I was close. It, it was the problem with it was, and I think I told you guys straight away that he got three votes in this one game, Lockie Neal, where he had about twenty touches. Two Giants had forty plus each. Um, didn't hit the scoreboard at all. Did nothing at all. That yeah. three votes and, him. Yeah. took him from where he was, knocked Bont off the top where we had him. Yeah. To outright But later. it also just, we had the top five in order if that three vote didn't go through. Did we? I is shit that right? you not. He's just ruined things big time for us. We would have looked like gods that can see the future, <laughs> which we are, but like we didn't see that coming because uh, it shouldn't yeah. have came. Never yeah. was standing in front of the crystal ball. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, look, look. We, we say it as it is here. We don't hide behind anything. We're honest with what we had. We have to be. It's on our posts every single week. Uh, it's on our socials, who we tipped. We did tip Bontempelli to win it. Um, the saving grace, I think, for us here, boys, on what we stand by is, yes, he came second, and yes, only by a vote. 
but also majority of heavy experts and tipsters out there like ourselves actually more so had the likes of Butters winning it and Petraka winning it before Bontempelli winning it. So um, despite a lot of money coming towards him in the back half, most of the genuine tipsters uh, had the others. Whereas we did have Bont, we did pretty well, and we had the rest pretty much, as you said, Ty, well and truly in order. But... Lockie Neal completely upset the apple cart. Yes, he did. So, he um, stuffed he did. things up. Now, uh, I want to get into something very quickly here. Is it but a I can? Think it's can we important. get into these cans first? <laughs> I think it's important <laughs> we, uh, we get into a can of beer, boys. Thank uh, you. We're here shaking it in front of your face. All right. Crack on. Let's crack on. All right. What is this? Neville, you got this Run one. Run us through it, I've got these from the, lo- from the local mob. Psycho Susie's Brewing. It's a local mob here in... Oh. Warwick up in Queensland, where we are. It's called Cult Status. It's a session XPA. Four percenter. Really good just session beer. Mm. Probably get 40 of these and throw them back, I reckon. Yeah. The first uh, sip's not it's bad. pretty good. Not bad. What do you call this one, bud? It's an XPA. XPA. It's XPA, mate. It's Very good. XPAL. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. He's had one sip of beer and he's already <laughs> slurring. Okay. I thought it was unfair to completely... Smash Lockie Neal. Uh, I think it's always unfair to... Uh, it's not his fault. To, to, it's the umpire's yeah, fault. to discredit a Brownlow medalist. At the end of the day, fault. he had a wonderful season. And clearly... Got the his impact, team to the GF. What hurt us was the impact of Josh Dunkley wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Which is why we didn't really have him in our predictor at all, even early on in the season. We, I think we predicted him in our standings at the beginning of the season. We had him ranked sixth to win mm-hmm. it. So, good to see we at least still had him in our top ten at the start of the season, boys. Which is what we're going to do when we analyse all these players. But there's no question that the impact that other players around him we thought would have, didn't have, and that's what helped him get the way there. But I wanted to go through a couple of stats for him just to just to show people how it was a surprise last year. We always say here at the bar, if you're getting over 30 disposals, you don't necessarily need goals to come with you. Um, if you go a goal a game and over 30 disposals, you're pretty much, you win a you're pretty much winning a Brownlow. If you go under the 30 disposals... That's okay, but you need to be getting that goal a game to go with it, generally speaking, to win a Brownlow. So 25 disposals, goal a game, sure, win a Brownlow. Lockie Neal's stats, boys. Um, out of the 26 games he played, he averaged 26 disposals, and he only kicked three goals in the entire season. Oh, really? So for me, That's that, was, his worst year, that yeah. was mind-blowing. Wow. Um, and to put it in comparison, I thought it was only fair we did it with Bontempelli. He only played the 23 games, so three less games really hurt him too, probably, in fairness, than Lockie Neal, as well as the Dogs only won 12 games. Lions did win 17. So it's a, still a big factor, that game-winning margin, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, but Bont went at 27 disposals, so only extra disposal more than Neal, but... He had 19 goals for the year. So he went at 0.9 mm. goals a year, basically. Did, how many so games he nearly did you say Neil played? Sorry? How many games did Neil play? Neil played, played 26. Bond Is played 23. Well, that's that's, that's just his team. Oh, sorry. He played finals, Would have included finals, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, so That's all good. Can take, I, um, take the two off there, but yeah. Still, I might yeah. be jumping the gun here. I don't know whether you've got this stat or not, Bards. But do you know who led clearances for the year? Oh, Matty Rowe, didn't he? Oh, he was tackles. It I was, think he was it up was, there with clearances. It was Lockie so. Neal. Did he lead clearances? Most clearances for go. the year. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. does that lend itself... Tackles, he averaged four tackles a game, 
which I thought was actually pretty impressive, Neil. Uh, Bond average seven. Mm. <laughs> so that's a pretty big damning stat as well. And the goal assist, which I was surprised at. Lockie Neal actually only had 11 goal assists for the year. Uh, Bond had 21. <laughs> yeah, so there right. is a few damning stats in there. Mm. But that said, I do think where I discredit, or where I credit Bond, um, you also then have to give the credit back to Neil for the fact that his team won five more games, giving mm. him more opportunity to votes. And uh, he did play the extra game or two, probably only the one or two, obviously, after I've included finals there, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, it was just something to go by, boys, because he he definitely didn't hit the general criteria that wins you a Brownlow medal yeah. compared to most over previous seasons. So. I'll tell you what, he was probably lucky, too, that Dacos missed the last few games. Oh, for sure. Dacos and he was three votes behind? And he obviously... Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose the whole, ev- the whole of Australia would agree with that. Yeah. Nev, so... Um, you know, they've won just as many games. The it just, Pies. It just, everything he ticked for him every he box. Dacos was going at a goal a game, and he was going at over 30 disposals. But so he didn't play enough games, Crazy. Did That's you, right. Yeah, games, that, you missed Brownlow's. Add that to the formula. Mm. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Without further ado, it's time to get into a little bit of what went on last year here at the bar. Between ourselves. Um, first of all, the live night. I want to talk about the live night. How did, what did we feel <laughs> about how we ran it last year? We uh, we offered unanimous tips, which we do every single year. And this year, just to add a bit more value to our listeners, we threw up a bet each that was not a unanimous one from us. Threw up more than a bet. For every <laughs> round. <laughs> <laughs> and we got headless yeah. at the bar live. So, uh, boys, I personally enjoyed, enjoyed it. What do you think of the way we did it this year? Offering that roughy, more over $2 value yeah. Free vote getter on the night as well as our unanimous bets. I, I don't know. I think it... Um, or was it too It It diluted? ends up complicated because obviously you want to back yourself in for for all these bets. But the the data shows that when we're combined, the three of us combined, we level each other out. So I think it's a, a better bet when we're just going off our unanimous stuff. Obviously, there's more value you can pull out randomly. Like I had Bailey Scott to get a three voter. He paid 10 bucks. One yep. round. You had a Shea Bolt. a Shea Bolt. Seven. Exactly. $7. So there's a couple of really big ones there. But, you know, if you go chasing too many of those, ones that are just uh, like just I had, just you had, um, it ends up, you know... You're only you going to land just one going in circles. out of three. Yeah, exactly. Out of three the ones you miss but, cancel out the ones you hit. But our basically. data yeah. says that combined we're pretty fucking good at the first swear <laughs> of the year. <laughs> oh, yeah, We haven't started a swear jar yet. Um, <laughs> we haven't even considered uh, one. putting that in this year. It's we? coming in. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of new listeners wouldn't know what the swear jar's about, but uh, during the year on the podcast, every swear earns a dollar into the swear jar. And last year, um, the swear jar goes towards our, our finishing leaderboard Mm. Brownlow medalist so obviously we dumped about 200 bucks on Bont here at the bar um, <laughs> Ty dumped to about be, 150 only to be beaten <laughs> yeah, but um, it was good fun and Ty that'll be the first dollar towards that one this year mate good. Um, good yeah I think you're right so potentially now that I listen to that feedback maybe we narrow it in and we still offer that more value bet but we actually crunch the numbers together mm. for every single round we offer a unanimous and we offer a value you know three vote getter for that round but it's one that's agreed upon by three of us mm. rather than one each, potentially. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Um, mm. Give us some feedback. For anyone that joined us live on the Brownlow night too, we'd love to hear back from 
what you guys would want from us more. Um, you know, would you prefer or us would to you, still... Or you, would you rather see less of some of us? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I think um, <laughs> Noah, Noah Anderson's daughter was uh, on the line having yeah, a chat. Isabel, remember Isabel? Uh, she said something about Isabel? Noah being her daddy. So. <laughs> yeah, carved up. Didn't Noah carved a child, up. But, I'll tell you uh, what, it was a little bit easier not having to run them trains, I will say that. Yeah, from a betting perspective, yeah. much easier. And just from being able to concentrate on what we're doing and provide info for the listeners to it was a little bit easier I think yeah. so. and I'll give one red hot tip on the punt never ever bet with fucking bet 365 that'll be the second one there they are trash oh, I didn't yeah, get paid that was out atrocious, until lunch time the following day <laughs> For the first that's probably place. good because you didn't go and then blow it on Errol Gordon to win in the last <laughs> round <laughs> yeah. well maybe Nev uh, okay speaking of our three vote getters lads and our unanimous Votes, Tybo. Yep. Um, that is 100% what our bread and butter is mm. and that we say you can take to the bank if you're a big punter, big spender, which we are not so much, as unanimous vote getters normally for their best on grounds might only pay anywhere between a dollar thirty and a dollar eighty. But if you went with our unanimous tips on the night, the results were tie. With our unanimous tips, uh, we... Uh we're down a little bit this year, actually. Ooh, we? Unfortunately, on last year, we were run 80, at, 85% we're, or something. We run at 80s the last few years, but this year it was actually 61%. Ooh. Oh, really? We had 125, I think, um, uh, unanimous is between us. Yep. Um, but a uh, stat that probably um, explains it is we had a bit of a poor run during the buy rounds around oh, like 12 okay. to. Uh, 16 or so yep. was was a poor sort of run for us there where we uh, were going pretty poorly like below 50% I think yeah, in okay. that, that period we started really well finished really well but it was just that little lapse in the middle where we probably were having a mid-season um, holiday Slump. and uh, well the umpires decided to fix it so we need yes. to switch on yeah switch that's on. right yeah. so just to give some relevance, last year we were 95 out of 120 yep. unanimouses were yep. correct. So yeah. that, so went, about that went at a tick over 80%. 60 what, sorry? 69 out of okay. 125, So we dropped a little bit. What yeah, a number, 69. Yeah. <laughs> on that... That's probably why we stopped, because we're like, we got 69. <laughs> on that, it is it fair to say that potentially a handful of them, I'd say nearly five at least, you know, I know it's not a lot, but at least five blokes that in the past go at a 90% strike rate when you kick over six goals a game, mm. I think at least four or five on the night weren't rewarded with three votes. Yeah, that's 100%. Year. It so was a massive change from the umpires yeah. last year as opposed to previous years. Would you agree with we, that? Yeah, well, we found a pattern last year yep. and that pattern just got thrown out the window. So just destroyed. I mean, do, do we remember the look on Jeremy Cameron's face when he kicked six and yeah. took about 25 disposals didn't get a, didn't and didn't get, get the three votes yep. for the game? Six goals, 25 touches. Appalling. And, uh, did he even get two? He got shafted oh, big time. Have, yeah. I so, honestly can't remember. But mm. but there was a couple of them. Yeah. It was just it was mind-blowing. I think the game when Neil actually did get the three in one mm. was a game when Charlie Cameron Charlie kicked, kicked six, six yep. as well. So they're like they're the likes of the ones where we 100% would have gone unanimous. So. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, we don't defend... Too much, boys. We need to be better. That was a bit disappointing. I thought you. I thought we were better than that. Well, the umpires mm. just need to be more. They should know the rule. You kick six, you get three votes. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. Mate. Yeah, there's criteria you hit. You get yeah, it. Exactly. Simple. Nah, all right. Very good, boys. Um, that's pretty much the recap of the night itself and the Brownlow done and dusted for 2023. But 
Beast of the Bar, always the challenge we have on going here, fellas. It's time to reveal our own individual results. Um, are we dual Beast of the Bars from last year, I think, weren't we, Buds? You, no, no you were Ty. Oh, it was me and yeah. you. And yeah, I you won two. it by myself the last couple of years. So Ty's so. gone Beast oh, of the Bar, you two tied last year. Yep. New Year, boys. New Year. <laughs> Let's see what this uncovers. Right. Do you know the answer? No, I don't. Oh, okay. But I just I know the questions okay. in here, as I've, always. I've, I went off last year, yeah. so it's the same ensemble. And I've fixed my tips. To make okay. sure that they were. But I'm really disappointed <laughs> in one okay. that I had forgotten about. Okay. And you will laugh in my face. Uh, okay. <laughs> I promise okay. I will. <laughs> the results are, fellas, uh, our individual top 20 counts. Yes. Mm-hmm. First of all, how many did you land out of your own top 20 tally? I'll go first. 17 in my top 20. 17 of the that finished in the top 20 finished in my top 20. Not bad, Nev. Very good. Not bad. 17 out of 27 for Nev. Uh, I had (laughs) in my top 20 only 15. Oh, that's rubbish. Yeah. So I had four in the top five, seven top 10, and then only 15 in the top 20. So I had a few of those outliers and and they're really close. I had similar results. Four out of the top five, seven out of the top 10. I went 16 out of the top 20. So Nev gets the point oh. there. Right, eh? I didn't know about that. I'm one. glad we didn't yeah. go to the top five because like I only had two of the top five. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you came very back ended with the Yeah, group so of I just loved those back-end, outliers Nev. that jumped up. <laughs> I like a bit of back end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, boys, the next couple are your Brownlow tip last year. Oh, yes. I tipped Clayton Oliver. I also tipped Clayton Oliver, Andrew. And Ty I tipped. Tuke Miller, who died early in the season, okay. yeah, didn't come back till really late. So. Now I believe the vote for this goes to whoever gets the closest the to the winner. Yes. So that would be a point to me and Nev. Oh, how many did Tuke Miller get? Do you know? Uh, <laughs> Off the top of your head, not many. Because Oliver only got six votes. Oh, Tuke didn't get that, did he? Just oh, checking. No, it's only two best ons. I'll just, no. I'll check this. But uh, you check that, mate. While we move on, Tuke Miller um, three votes. Oh, did he really? Yep. Jesus, how did Clayton only beat him by three? That's appalling. Uh, all right, fellas, our Brownlow Ruffy. Again, it's the most votes out of our Ruffies that, that wins the nod here. Yep. Uh, I could proudly say I had Tim Taranto yeah, as my Ruffy. Yeah, good. Oh, I had good. Joshua Dunkley. Oh, yeah. sounds good on paper. Yeah, I had Taranto, and then when you went in, I, ha- I went someone different because we oh, went the same with all of us. We don't so. need your excuses, Neville. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hang on, who'd you have? Ty? Oh, oh mate. Uh, I had a former Brownlow medalist. Matt Fife. Tom Mitchell. <laughs> That's if it was Lockie Neal. <laughs> Tom Mitchell. Uh, so 12 right. votes for Mitchell. Okay, so I take the nod, I the nod there with Taranto. Um, our Brownlow lay. So this is for those that haven't been with us in the past. <laughs> at the start of every year, you're going to laugh in my face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know this one. At the start of every yeah, year. I was waiting for it. Uh, our Brownlow lay <laughs> must be a player that is uh, in the current odds market, a top 10 chance at winning it, where we have to be willing to lay one for whatever reasons. Yeah. So I'll just... You leave yours for last. Just leave yours for last. I'll just tear the band I went. Off. I went Sam Walsh. Okay. Yep. Yep, so Good. tick. All right, Jack Steele. We both get tick. ticks there. Tick. High five. How'd and you go, Vards? Uh, <laughs> I said Lockie Neal. First person that's not done it. <laughs> <laughs> and you were laughing at me for going bottom the year before. Oh, jeez. Do you lose points for that? No, but you two we gain a We both gain a Thank point. Thank goodness. Never out in front. 
Okay, fellas. But what a flog. Uh, rising star tip. Yes. I tipped Harry Sheasel. I also tipped Harry Sheasel. So did I. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Rising star, Harry Sheasel. It's written no, down. You, I know you picked someone different. Uh, I definitely had Harry Sheasel. No, sorry. Nev, I believe it was you that tipped someone different. You would have. No, I've got it written in my iPad uh, here, mate. I'll be, be the judge of that. It'll be Bards. Let me get back to that one. No, I think it's Nev. Sheasel's my boy. Uh, yeah, I definitely think, not. I think who was the, else. Who's the favourite? Who was the number one pick? I yeah. think you chose Will Ashcroft. Yes, you did. I you, did you, not choose you, Will Ashcroft. I've got it on. Ga- I'll show you here. We'll look it up. We'll look well, it up. We've got it on the podcast. Rising recording. Star Sheasel. Anyway, at the moment, oh, it's probably bad. last time it was edited at the moment, was last year. I've listened to Perfect. it back last night, boys. Never went Will Ashcroft. I guarantee you, I didn't. You might have written down no. what you said, but the gospel. I'll put is a the podcast. I'll put a can on this because I know that I have Sheasel. The 100% did not go Will Ashcroft. We'll play it back. I've got the minute mark. Well, I'm just going to say both of you guys should lose a point for fucking me around here. I got the right guy. If I <laughs> went <laughs> Will Ashcroft, yeah, I well, will owe a can because okay. there's no way I went him. You're going to have a can. You definitely won. Coleman <clears throat> medal tip. Uh, I had Jezza Cameron. Okay. So did I. I'll be honest. I couldn't even remember, but I know it wasn't. Um, did Cameron. you go Larky, maybe? No, no, no. I, yeah, I didn't look it up because I knew I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually can't remember. But anyway. Joe Danaher. Yeah, it might have been Joe, you know. No, that was no, year before. No, that was year before. Anyway, irrelevant. I, I knew no one won that, so that didn't really matter. Um, okay, our bets, boys. Um, not sure if you all remember your bets. Maybe I should have first bet of the day. Or no, no, no. What do you mean by bets? So it was the ones we hang our head on. Our oh, hat on. Yeah, I did not put so these. So our down. best I've got bet. got all written down here. Our best bet, our best multi. They're the two that that we need to know from ourselves. Um, so, well, you've, you've got them up there, Ty. Yep. My best bet was Toby Green at the handicap market um, for votes oh, behind yeah. the leader. Uh, he was obviously beaten by Lockie Neal yep. because Lockie Neal won out of the box to start yeah. with. So I had a box try, track, Bont and Dacos. Yep. So so Neal yeah, so Neil ruined that clearly. Yep. yep. And Tybo, yours is a Cronella, I think, mate, wasn't it? The best individual, yeah. Uh, Tracker so Track Bont? and Bont. So, obviously, Bont finished second. Track was yep. robbed, so he finished sixth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no one gets a point there. And then our best multi. Um, I didn't realise this till I went back over this, boys. My best multi failed by half a vote. Did it? My best multi was Goulden over 22.5 votes, Green over 18.5 votes, both smashed it, and Bont over 29.5, and, and he got 29. Would you believe that? It's pretty uh, paying pretty an absolute mozza. Six sixty four. That was paying. Missed by a leg. Nev's best. Have you got yours up there, Nev? Um, you got Jeremy Cameron in a head to head with some flog. Sicily in a head to head with some flog. Oliver. Oh, same yeah. and Brayshaw. Oh I yeah. I marked out head to head one because of Brayshaw. Yeah. I think. Yes. Brayshaw. And, yeah, because Barney killed it. Top top seven. I think Barney finished. That's right. And Tybo, yours uh, went under as well, mate. My. Where are at? Where am I? So many things open on this screen. Multi, multi, multi. It did go under. I'm sure of it. Uh, yeah, it did. It was uh, dog shit in the well, end. Well, Lockie Neal <laughs> so basically top, ruined all of our best bets. I had yeah. top 20, Green, Kerno and Anderson. They were all tick, tick, tick. Top 10, I had Goulden. Tick. And uh, also I had Zach Merritt in the uh, top okay. 10. Yeah, he right. finished top 20, but... Yep. Was a bit of a dog and um, Patraka top five. Which he did so get he up. So he finished sixth. Oh, sixth. Yeah, Just right. out. One vote. All right. 
Fellas, so, provided Nev has tipped Ashcroft, it will currently be a draw between me and Neville for Beast of the Bar. However, we'll research that. If yeah. it happens to be he tipped Sheasel on the podcast, he will be awarded Beast of the Bar and have bragging rights over time. you and me the first you, time Ty, solo. Which, might I add, Ty, sucks. Because I got sick of hearing it last year about how bad I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last two years, I think. Okay. <laughs> 2024 is upon us, as we've said. It's time to get into this year, gentlemen. Um, and the way we're going to run it, as I mentioned just briefly at the start of the podcast, is we're going to group players and we're going to dissect them each and every week with their chances. We've already selected our own top 10 best Brownlow chances, what we think, and we've collated them to be the bar's top 10 chances. But after each group is dissected here from us... Um, on their own merits, we're going to mention at the end whether or not they've snuck into our own, our own individual top 10 chances, boys, and let everyone know. So this just helps all the listeners out there decide whether or not this guy is worth an early bet. Well, let's face it, the markets are offering good odds outside of your, your top five general at this time of the year. Yep. And this is where you can spread, you can just spread your ammo a bit and have a couple of bets before the season starts at really, really good odds. Um, if we give you the information you'd like to hear, or we knock a bloke on the head that you've thought was right up there, and you've heard what we say and go, you know what? You're right. That guy is not going to get it done. So mm. let's lay it on the line. The first group tonight, boys, is going to be our breakout Brownlows. So we are talking Errol Goulden, Caleb Sarong, um, Nick Dacos, me, Nick Dacos and, Zach Butters. and Zach Butters. So, who wants to go first? Your pl- you go, Nev, you did two players I this week, so you kick off with one. So, I'll start with Sarong. Right, eh? So, right, I like oh, to say. Oh, wow. Oh, he's been dropping that for four years. Probably you know even that? longer. Shit, before he came You need to drop it, it great pun. Right, oh, so, <laughs> what, we, we're talking positives first, yeah? Yep. Okay. So, How do you want to do it? Well, but I'm going to start with the positives. So, in my opinion, last year is breakout year. It's the first year where he just went bang. I am top midfielder, and I, he, he's overtaken Brayshaw in my opinion. Okay, mm. Brayshaw got four, or five votes all year. Sarong finished top Eight. ten. Ten. He got 20? ten votes. Who? Brayshaw. Yeah, and yep. how many Sarong gets? Sarong finished oh, top ten. Twenty or twenty yeah. two or twenty four. So in my opinion, he's gone past him. Okay, plus breakout year. Um, clear top two mid next to Brayshaw, but I'll give you number one now. Obviously, just said that. Um, he finished eighth last year in the count. So arguably number one. Yeah, definitely number <laughs> one. Definitely number one. Um, he actually polled in half of every game he played last year. Did he? So wow. finished on twenty four votes. Yeah, so. oh, 24. 24 votes. Um, played. I think he played twenty two games. Missed one. Polled in eleven. So to poll in half your games played, that's pretty. Pretty good strike rate, in my opinion. Um, the best part about him is that last year he finished strong. He polled the most votes in the last six games. Tied with Zach Butters, who you're going to get to soon. Mm. Or someone's going to get to soon. Right. But in the last six games, he tied for the most poll, most votes polled in the competition. Would you say he had a busy back end, Nev? Oh, possibly. <laughs> possibly. You do analyse the back end a fair bit. <laughs> Um, You idiots Um, So Now Also Lockie Neal won the Brownlow right I think so This is a stat I brought up earlier Most clearances in the comp 
Have a guess where Sarong was in clearances second, for the year. Obviously, he could have Fifth. been second. Oh, okay. no. Top five. Oh, top <laughs> top five for clearances in the competition last year. That coincides with his rise, rise up, rise up mm-hmm. the up the votes, in my opinion. Plus, with Lockie Neal winning it with the most clearances, maybe clearances are a big thing for them. Mm-hmm. Possibly for the umpires. I don't know. Just something did, to look at. Did Frio make finals? No. They didn't make finals, no. so didn't make yeah, finals. Add a couple extra wins onto that. Um, those twos come to threes, and mm-hmm. he finishes. He finishes twenty four, which is only seven votes behind. He the had winner. a po- he didn't have a poor start to the season, mm. but it was fairly quiet. It was sporadic. He'd get a vote here, miss a couple of games, get a vote. But yep. those last six, he just went bang, 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 bang. So, um, and one other stat I picked out that's a positive in my opinion um, in the whole competition. <clears throat> Six most free kicks awarded four in the competition. Yeah, right. For Caleb Sarong. So umpires like him. Or they're, they're whistling and they go, oh, shit, he's got another free here. Mm. Seeing him with the hands on the yeah, bill. Yeah, exactly right. So that's just something I picked up. Mm. Now, a couple of negatives, right? Oh, here we go. Yeah. And this is, in my opinion, probably going to cost him a brown low this year. I'm going to say it Ooh. right now. Okay? They're not flag Ooh. contenders, his team. So they're not going to win as many games as the top teams. And the top teams, generally, unless you're a freak like Gary Ablett or something like that, that plays for the Suns that don't make the eight, generally don't provide a Brownlow medalist. Very well, we, we've said in the past, mm, just to th- drop that fact, the, most, the least amount of wins a team has ever had to produce a Brownlow medalist is nine. Yep. Which was the Suns and way back in the day with, I think, a modern... Oh, goodness me, I can't remember his name. But there was two blokes that have won the Brownlow and had nine wins only to their team. And I don't think Frio are a good enough team to make finals this year. I don't think they've gotten any better. Um, have they picked anyone up in the preseason? Nothing, Jeremy Sharp. Nothing fancy, mate. Yeah, lost a couple <laughs> of wingers, gained a couple of wingers. Yeah. Um, like, five fit. Yes, so I that does put us into Five's always fit in preseason. Does he hurt him, Nev? Out Fife. of interest? Probably Does he hurt? If he goes into the middle, yeah, because it's Nat Fife. He's, what, two-time Brownlow medalist. Mm. But so he he's not going to do that all season. He could put a oh. dent in him, though, do you think? He, he could. could. He yeah. could. But he's going to have to be the fittest he's ever been in his career, and I don't see him doing it. His oh. body doesn't say he can do it. Yeah. It's not that he won't, the odds are it's not that he won't start the fittest he's ever been in his career, because he's yeah. a bloke that can do that. Yeah. It's whether or not his the body odds can are hold against up for a him season. being able to do that for a whole season. Yeah. You see, so. it, it can work the other way as well, though. If mm. you've got a fit five at training with you every single week, you have to be better. Your confidence there, is yeah, through the and, roof, too, on the outside. He'll lift of you. you up as well there at training. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, he could be better. I still think that Brayshaw is too much of a. You think he's a thorn I, in his side? I think side. they're just too close. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any yeah, other similar. pros? Nev? Well, we're in the oh, sorry, cons. Yeah, I do have a few more. Um, well, they'll lose more than they win, so less votes. We've spoken okay. about the stat over and over and over. Um, I actually think he could get more tags due to last year's improvement. Yeah, right. He's the number one mid there now, in my opinion. I know Brayshaw's, a, Brayshaw's a gun. He's a freak. But I think Sarong's, Sarong's more of a match winner than what Brayshaw is. I think Sarong's got that X factor he can do. We've seen some of the goals he scores. He can do that. Brayshaw... Brayshaw's a hard worker. He's yeah. a gut runner. Yeah. Brayshaw's just gut run. Just yep. up like, and down the field. Yep. Brayshaw's... And, but players like that have won it before. Tom Mitchell's won a brown low, and he's that kind of player. The in and under get it and just go, go, go. Sarong's flashy, but he's shown that they win him too. I think Sarong is a player that could be tagged out of a game quite easily mm-hmm. due to his size and... 
He's not super fast. He's not super fit. I want to see how um, he handles a tag. Oh, I think he's super can, fit. Can run away from this tag because he has the engine. Sarong Sarong is not on the level of Brayshaw oh, yeah. in in regards to fitness. I don't know about that. Brayshaw's fitness is well above. I don't know. If you watch watch a few more of their games this year, and you'll see the gut run that that Brayshaw oh, has. Agree for extended it's, periods. Yeah, he is much fitter, and I think it'll be harder to run with Brayshaw than it would be to run with Sarong. Yeah, you could I, run I with think Sarong I think that's what hurts Brayshaw a lot. To be honest with you. Is, is his impact isn't as significant because mm. when he gets it, he's at the end of his tether so often. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah, Sarong has the ability mate. to be flashier due to the fact that he's yep. still got speed in his run when he gets it. He can still accelerate. Brayshaw's cooked. He's mm. just working the extra mile to get another possession. So, But yeah, no, very good, mate. Out of interest, so I just picked up on the fact Frio won 10 games last year. Yep. That's all. We're just talking about the nine, the mm. nine games to win a Brownlow type scenario. He's still got 24 votes. You mentioned you don't really... They'll, they'll lose more than they win. Do they stay around that mark, Nev, do you think? I actually think they'll probably drop at. off a bit more. Or maybe even I, more. Only okay. by one or two wins. They're okay, not going to be... I don't think they're going to be sellers. So you would suggest... You they're going to finish think, 10 You actually think he'll come down on, on last year's votes, probably. I don't think he can get any more votes than what he got last year. Perfect. That's why you say he can't win it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Would cool, you, would I you think say you're laying him right now? I think he's going <laughs> to love on the pod. I think I think he's going to push and probably finish top ten. Yeah, nice. But I don't think he's going to push that top five. Mm. Who's your first guy, Tybo? Uh, I got Zach Butters. So um, this guy, he had a ripping year, a breakout. Some would yeah, say. Did I? That's what um, we're doing, man. So uh, twenty-seven votes he had. Seven um, of those twelve games that he polled in were best on grounds. So yeah, he likes a big game. Pros, um, breakout vote get obviously last year. The role's there for him. Um, he's got the keys to the garage there. Him and um, and Rosie, um, they're ruling the midfield there. There's Ollie Wines, won a Brownlow like three years ago. He doesn't set foot in that midfield now with those two there. They're running the show. Um, it's theirs, their midfield. Um, he gathers the ball, tackles, um, contested footy. He won the most courageous player last year, I think. Um, kicks goals as well, butters. So mm-hmm. he ticks all those boxes. Conzo, uh, his mate Connor Rosie is now the captain of the club. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of responsibility for him. People stand up. Well, good players stand up when they get given captaincy. Um, so I think Rosie could take his game to another level, which yep. in turn might uh, mess with with butters a bit. Um, so Rosie actually polled in five games when butters didn't. Poll a game okay. last year, oh, right. so he's polled in twelve games already. Another five games where Rosie took the votes instead of Butters, um, and he got bumped down a couple of votes on a few occasions when Rosie had, had got the three as well. So, um, don't know. They're pretty strong mids there at, at Port Adelaide as well. So there's lots of mouths to feed in Rosie Wines, um, Butters himself, Horn Francis, Boke. Um, Willem Drew's in the guts as well up there. There's so many players that run through. Yep. Uh, Power Pepper. Yep. They're everywhere. So, um, don't know. Lots of mouths to feed. But I think uh, he's he's still got enough talent. And the way he played in patches, he had real big strings of games last year where he was the best player in the comp. Well, 12 votes the, in the And the growth six. of his own confidence yeah. from what he's... You know, the hype that he gathered in the yep. back end, I suppose. Yeah. I think we've seen that he can... Uh, sustain like great footy for long periods of time so 
Um, there's no reason he can't. I think he had an injury last year um, that sort of slowed him down. It might have been a calf or something. So he slowed yep. down a bit for a few weeks. The way he um, throws his body into it. Um, yeah, those courageous acts get him votes. Yeah, agree. So, they agree. could also cost him votes in the long run or too. Or his head. Yeah. 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 Do you, made out of interest, so they've gained, I would say, better service this year, potentially. Not that we've seen a lot of, you know, Jordan Sweet, mm. but uh, Ivan Soldo's done a fair job when Nank's been out at Richmond. Soldo's they, a really good So they gained up. two Ruckman mm. there that are going to rotate bit more fresh legs yep. I don't know whether you put this into consideration but do you think over Lysette's service last year where he got monstered a few times you'd like to think their mids get a bit more first pill uh, we or, or probably null, haven't seen enough of Sweet and, and Soldo yeah as you said he, Could just he did okay yeah. they were both second level ruckmen yeah, at that, their they're club they're not the best, so, best ruck yeah. going you around you wouldn't be willing to Sweet elevate his, any of his votes based on yeah. the new ruck yeah I don't think yeah I don't think that gets him any extra votes I think okay. it'll be just Growth of the the mids around him and the um, the game plan. So Ken Hinckley's made it pretty clear that it's those two are the the two key players in their their yep. midfield. So they're getting all the footy through them. Yeah. So, but be wary of yep. the rosy factor still. Yeah. Just yes, one that's point. Right. Just one point on that. What you've just said. Um, bloody Wines wasn't massive through the mids last year. Like he had a down year. Didn't get played a lot there. The talk is this person that he is like gonna be back to his Do you think those duties? two both stood up because he he was had a bit of a down year? Like had, had he's already come out and has said he is Wines is back in the mid, he's the inside mid, he is the that's his position, that's what he's playing this year, as in Wines could be back. Do you, does would that hurt if I, he is? I think it hurts Port Adelaide as a club if they do that. Because <laughs> they just do Yeah. They've got um Last year, they so Jason Horn Francis, you can't boot him out of there. He's their inside mid now. He's young, fresh. He polled 16 votes. He finished one vote outside the 20 last year. Mm. He's a bit of a love child. One vote upset, outside the 20 last year. I didn't realise that. That's in his outrageous. second year or something of footy. He wasn't that I good. There's no way they're going to And he only had two him. good quarters of footy every game he played well in. Exactly, but he's that, that big inside mid that they're after. I'm with you I a bit now. So are you right in Ollie Wands? Because Ollie Wands hasn't even hit 30 yet. Yeah. He's not even 30 and he's a Brownlow he medal. Brownlow I, can't, medal. I can't believe fucking <laughs> Hinkley's dropped a Brownlow medal straight to the wing the year after he wins it. Mm. I, the I reckon there must have been Taking something the going on. Can. Must there must have been, been something going on with the body, injured. in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just think <laughs> if, I just think if <laughs> Wines is back to doing what he can do and showing he can do and he's in that midfield, it might impact. It I like just, that, Nev. He might not as well. Like you said, if those two are the guys... I think it's a backwards step. If they're going... To the thirty-year-old, maybe when you've just injected youth into your midfield and they're all standing up, mm. you got two guns. It's, one's not a, your it's certainly not a like, good look for your fans moving forward that you're mm. going back to. You're going back. Like, you're not going to put Travis Boke back in there, are you? Well, or you definitely make yeah. your fans question. Oh, come well, on, where are we going? Thirty-four, thirty-five now. Like, well, you just shouldn't have been taken out of there. Yeah, Wines is in his prime. But anyway, in my opinion, so but that that's all. Yeah. In summary, you still like his chances pretty high though. Just not but saying you're not saying you'll win it. Yes. Don't reveal if he's your bloody, winner. Yeah, I think. But he, you rate him pretty highly. He still. can definitely still win it. Yep. Good mate. And, Good. and Rosie might even push forward a bit because he is that dynamic. Yeah, he player. can hit the scoreboard more than the others, can't he? Yep. Definitely, definitely yep. a bit flashier. 
Yeah, all right, fellas. Um, I've got Errol Goulden, so concentrate oh. on Errol for a minute here. And he's one of your boys. I love Errol. Jeez, <laughs> I love him. Um, I'm probably not as hot on him as what you might think due to the fact that I do love the bloke. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Errol, um, let's focus on a few positives. First of all, his last year's season. Phenomenal. I mean, he polled votes in nine out of the last ten games. Mm. So, that's... That's pretty impressive, and definitely over. Some half would of say games. a breakout. Oh, well, that's what we're doing. <laughs> um, yeah, so incredible, uh, which led him to I think twelve of his games were polled in total. Um, now the pros for Errol, I guess I would say is uh, I see the arrival of Grundy as a pretty big thing, even for Errol, a despite plus. the fact he's never played with him. Um, I do think it's a plus for him yep. because. Hope so. Despite Hickey <laughs> being very, very competitive ruckman and probably fairly underrated to be When fair. he was on the field. He was good. was the biggest but, issue. But his service is definitely not going to be of the prime ability of Grundy. Mm-hmm. Sydney playing on a small ground, more often than not, is beautiful for Grundy's services. More stoppages. Um, way more stoppages. Way more first time on the chest of his midfield. I think it's a massive move in the right direction for Errol. Mm-hmm. Um, he's naturally going to come on from last year. You know, like... You know he's a good horse in his third prep here, fellas. He's he's gonna he's gonna come on. He's fit, and his confidence will be through the roof. So, with that comes the natural progression of more midfield minutes, as opposed to still a bit of time on that wing before he really generated into the middle and the back end of the season. He's pretty much going to be a midfielder for sure. Yep. Um, the Mills injury still helps him too. Mm-hmm. Cal Mills is no doubt a good player. He's still looking like returning earlier than expected. But I still think it's a good thing for Errol if he's out for longer, clearly. 100%. That said, despite Mills being out, we know Adams has been brought to the club. Adams has that connection with Grundy. I don't think it's any coincidence that they've gone after Grundy as well as Adams due to the fact that they would already have that perfect connection. So I think he'll be the inside mid. Yep. Um, I don't actually think <laughs> it's an issue for Goulden because... I think Goulden's still slightly... Although he can win his own ball, he's still slightly more outside player. Um, so getting the pill off Grundy, off Adams, is still... Uh, Adams, I should say, after he gets it off Grundy, is still perfect service. Um, Parker probably needs to move forward. So like I say, Adams comes in, but it's not sacrificing Errol. Parker has to move forward, because for me, without Buddy Franklin now, Sydney's forward structure is not competitive enough with the flag hopefuls unless Parker's forward for their structure to kick enough goals. Ooh. I don't think I don't think personally Logan McDonald and the likes are up to scratch enough yet for them to be genuine flag contenders without a few more around him. If you add Parker with Heaney, with maybe a fit read, sure. But you can't have Parker in the middle as well. One key for, one key forward well, change. Well you've just lost a, a dead set yeah. Three like yeah. decorated players, superstar of the game, and you expect you haven't brought anyone else into that team. You're saying now's the year our youth takes over, but guess what? Unfortunately, your youth yep. is still and had a stutter there. Is still <laughs> a year behind where they probably hoped they would be. I think in yep. their progress. So Parker moves forward. Adams comes in. Null and void. The problem I have with Errol is um, the Swans only won 12 games last year. Due to the forward structure thing that I'm speaking of, mm-hmm. I actually personally don't see them winning too many more games. Maybe one or two. 
He's a dead set firecracker. So I think he might gain an extra vote or two on last year. But you have to remember how incredible last year's season was. Yeah. You know, he, he's also games. he's also gonna get more attention now yep. from opposition because especially if Parker leaves that area, who's the one mid you're gonna try and clamp down on if you need to? Right now at Sydney. It'll be it'll one hundred percent be Goulden. Oh, Gordon Warner, Chad <laughs> Warner. Oh, Warner. When he's Warner's up and firing, he he's yeah. in a similar boat. Yeah, agree. Probably agree. A, they've got a really good midfield group, actually. So yeah, young, young midfield too. Yeah, so look, I'm keeping him safe. I really like him, but it's the games that they win that hurts it for me. If you're out there sitting there listening and you think Sydney make top eight for sure, if you think they win, say 15 games, send us a message and tell us why. Wait, if you think they win 15 games then kid you not, he could well and truly win the Brownlow medal. I don't see him winning maybe more than 13, 14. Yep. So I don't I don't elevate him enough to win a Brownlow next year. That's not to say he's not hovering around my top 10, boys, but we'll get yeah. to that later. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Get on the last one then. Yeah, mate, you're it. Probably the one who is, has the best chance out of all of them. Um, Nick Dacos. Yep. Righto. Positives. Sure. <laughs> Was leading last. How many last. you got? Cut it down to 50. How long you got? Um, leading last year before his leg break. And that wasn't soft tissue. That's like a collision injury. So the fact it's not soft tissue is a good thing. And it wasn't got, much of a collision though. He's yeah, a bit soft. It's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then come back in finals and hit the ground running. No problems. Um, no votes the last six weeks, right? Did not get a vote in the last six weeks of the comp. Lost by three. That's it. He was injured for all six, was he not? Well, n- no, he didn't get votes in the last three, <laughs> and then he was back? injured. Not for the not for the. Oh, sorry, season. just yeah, fine. correct. Yeah, yep. but the thing is, you got to think. Blokes like Gildan and Butters both polled twelve votes in those six weeks, and he got zero. So that's how far ahead he was at the start. Um, he only lost by three. Said that Pies flag contenders. Well. Obviously, because they're reigning premiers, and I think they go bloody close again. Um, they'll win lots of games. That's huge positive. They win more games than any of the teams we've spoken about yep. today, today, tonight. Um, Is that a stutter? Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, it takes an epic game <laughs> from one of his teammates to outshine him, in my opinion. He's flashy. He gets so much of the ball. Everyone says his name. It like it all just says just give him votes like it does. It's annoying yep, how good yep. he is. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got to the cons yet? No. Is that because there is none? Oh, <laughs> I've got three. Yeah, right. Um, but we'll still go with the positives. I saw it. There's more. Um, <laughs> it's only his third year this year. Is it? Breakout? He's only played two years. It's his breakout, breakout year. <laughs> <laughs> like that's insane. He's already a stud in the competition, and he's only played two years of football. Insane. Um, flashy. Bulk possessions, poster boy, goes along with the um, point before. Um, doesn't need clearances to poll. He rated nowhere near up in the clearances of Lockie Neal and all mm. them blokes. So he doesn't need clearances to poll. So he, he doesn't have to play. Well, he was still That's 100% an outside player, let's be honest. Yeah, he's an outside player. <laughs> Hence Ty's knock on him yeah. all That's year. Hate Ty that. hates anyone oh, that doesn't go and get a hard ball. Yeah. But some with good footy. reason. You can't all go sake. get the footy, Ty. Coward. Yeah, well. You can't all go. <laughs> Best players. Can't dude. win a game if all the players go get the footy because then you've got no one to fucking get it out, right? Boring. Yeah. Negatives. <laughs> <laughs> Negatives. There's a couple. More attention. 
Although I don't really think it worries him because he did cop a bit of it last year no, and it, still polled. I think it worries him. Uh, yeah. You reckon? I've seen it Teams didn't yeah, go to him Some early. teams did go to him and yet hurt him, but not everyone has a tag and not everyone plays that style. Agreed. And you've it's seen the stop, way he runs. Stop turning a con into a positive well, for the started. bloke. I'm defending him. You make it a boy. negative He's and then you're boy. defending him when we agree. He's my boy. I said I don't <laughs> think it worries him. Number one option for <laughs> a tag. Is it is a number one option for a tag, right? Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> shut him down. It's just he gets less clearances than other contenders. See, oh. I'm pulling at strings for the cons here. Oh, it's because he got because he's insane. He missed half a season. I love him. So <laughs> yeah, all right, like, mate. I don't know. Can you tell me why he can't win it? Yeah, because no. if, if people tag him and it was proven in the games where he was actually given attention, it curbs him right down to like a piss ant. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 I reckon it definitely nullifies him. Can and get on impact. him, yeah. But but if it doesn't happen mm. as often as we, because the, the reason he stands out is because he gets into space, no one follows him into the space, and then he gets one twos out in the space and can do whatever he wants with yeah. it. So you get no pressure on your kick. You can hit a target. You see players warm up in the NBA; they can pop threes from anywhere, yeah. non-stop because there's no pressure on them, right? This guy can go out into space in a game because no one follows him. No one can follow him. I think. I think half they the can. Issue. And, yeah. and the the problem is they it's haven't not just running with enough. exactly. Yeah, I would Finn agree Callaghan with that just dominated. Finn Callaghan and Finn McGuinness was probably the one. And McGuinness, yeah, absolutely just dominated. dominated him. It'll be interesting to see this year whether teams are able to stop him. I'd be interested to see. There'll be some like Hawthorne, uh, always good with the tagger. There was another one too that they just constantly bumped him, and Collingwood came out saying it was almost bullying. Yeah, it's like, don't wake that's up footy. yourselves. It's fucking football. And that, that, that's what you need to do to guys like that that are going to run around 100%. you. 100%. Is use Get your body, body on them, power. check them, gas them. Because, they, yeah, they can't keep yeah. running if they're gas. So. Can't yeah. run without lungs. Uh, oh, we should be lungs. coaches. But, yeah, so, yeah. As for his chances, in my opinion. Big chance. I, yeah. He wins a Brownlow, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Tell you one year. thing. I, I'd suggest fives is overs at the start of the season. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot of money. Current favourite. Yeah. So. All right, gentlemen. Um, that is breakout Brownlow chances. Um, categorised, dissected, make it up for yourselves out there, guys, whether or not you like any of their hopes. But what I want to know here, boys, is how many of them have snuck into your top 10 chances this year? Out of those blokes? Out of those four. So who do we have? Goulden, Butters, Dacos, Goulden, and... Butters, Dacos, and... Sarong. Sarong. For me, all four of them. Ooh. They're all a live chance for you this year. They've all... I won't Good. say they're all a live chance. They'll, they're all, in my opinion right now, they're going to make my top 10, barring yeah. what happens before the start of the season. Oh, of course. But, yeah, oh, in, my, on, in my opinion, they all make the top... We can't predict what happens next week. Those four make the top 10, and I'll have you know, they made the top 10 this year, last year too, so... Yeah, right. Yeah. Just copy um, and paste, did you? I've got Bobo? three. I don't have Sarong. I thought okay. you were going to say you don't have Dacos. No, I've got Dacos. <laughs> do, do you want a last word on... Why you don't have Strong in your four? Oh, ah, sorry. I already in said a fair bit about yep. it. Just Brayshaw, I think, is too okay. yep. close. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think they're just going to be right. tossing up too much. Obviously, won't win as many games, but um, yeah. Awesome, mate. Very good. Can be shut down. Uh, I've got three. Um, I've still got Sarong. I've got Nicky Dacos, obviously. And I've got Goulden in there. Um, I have left Butters out of top ten this year. Controversial. Just slipped out. Yeah, I think melts a bit. Most of the last I think he's had a big flash in the pan season. I admire (laughs) him. Flash in the pan. (laughs) I admire. No, no, he's going to still be very good for Port. 
and one of their better vote getters, I don't see him as a top ten hope this year. I think, I think personally, what he did was is still impressive the way he goes about his footy. I think the captaincy on Rosie Sounds will like make him way. elevate above Butters properly this year, mm-hmm. and I do think the return of Wines will impact him significantly. There you go. Can you That's give me. us a line of where he'll finish then? Either votes or... Oh, position. he'll be in the top 20. Yep. Yeah, he'll be a top 20 vote getter. Yep. I just don't have him in my top... Ch- I've got 10 other blokes that I yep. think are a better chance of winning the Brown. Was Butters 11? Oh, it was pretty close. Yeah, probably 12. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, yeah. No, you throw a blanket probably 7 to 14, I reckon, on a lot of players. Yeah, there's probably two or three names I yep. would have liked to have in there that I can't. Yep. But, yeah, he's one of them. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, I think, I think he'll come back down a peg this year. On last year, yep. yeah, still play great footy, but a few others will shine as bright at mm. moments. That's yeah. fair. So, all right, boys, that is our first potty back uh, completed. How good! Bloody <sighs> unreal. Good to be back, boys. Good so to have another beer too. Th- there's a bit happening um, in the next week or two, anyway, Bards, isn't there? We got um, some pracky games this weekend. Yep. So they'll all be on KO, mm-hmm. um, and then the official practice matches are the week after. So we're gonna have another pod next week. So we're going to try and release probably another three mini pods um, within the space of the next two weeks, basically, guys. Three to four mini pods um, before the actual season gets underway, dissecting more players for you and their genuine chances uh, going into the season this year. So next week, we're going to kick off with the um, with the proven vote-getters. Boys, category of proven vote-getters. We're going to decide, go through all of them and yep. decide how many of them made our top 10. Mm-hmm. I think after that, we've got... The young guns at the clubs that have developed really good voting patterns in the last few years, and then one more category after that. So they'll be mini pods. Yep. Tune in, guys. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, make up your own mind, but at the moment, start of the season, there's plenty of value out there. Spread your bets. Yeah, and if you don't agree with anything we've said Perfect or have anything else to say, jump on our socials. It, yeah, get oh, involved. Yeah. Give us some feedback. Tell us <laughs> why tell you where think. Go, <laughs> tell us why you think Ty was wrong about this. Tell <laughs> yeah. us why you think Nev's full of shit with Nick Dacos. Tell us why you think I'm right about everything. And uh, we'll, <laughs> and we'll get back line. to you. Or we'll even give you a mention on the podcast. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in, guys. Till next week. Okay. See ya. Adios. <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs> you got me.